we're, we're running about four mile an hour. We're running hydraulic downforce. We've got to run about 150 pounds. And thank God we've got planners with weight wing distribution because if we didn't, we'd have to be hanging weights on our wings. But we're, we keep breaking lower, the lower parallel linkage arms, the cast ones, we keep breaking them damn arms. Um, I actually had to quit tonight because I had put the last one we had left on this morning and I broke another one. I think we've gone through like 14 or 15 since we started and all three planners are doing it. Welcome everybody to another episode of the AgView Pitch and we are doing another crop update here today and we've got Chase DeWitts in North Dakota. How's it going Chase and tell us exactly in North Dakota where you're at. Uh, we're, I guess what they would call South Central North Dakota, um, right along I-94, uh, right between Bismarck and Jamestown, um, capitals, North Dakota, Bismarck, I guess. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Kind of farm along I-94 corridor, um, east-west, I guess. Gotcha. So... Um, on the last crop update I did, I, it wasn't too long after that. I got a, I got a text from you that said, if you want to talk to somebody where it's really dry, cause I was yeah. saying how dry it is here and it is powder here, but it sounds like you guys have some like major extremes kind of right in your area. Tell us a little bit about what you're, what you're experiencing right now there. Well, just, I mean, we had zero snow all winter and just recently I've had a little bit of snow and just some very minimal showers, but um, we've got a weather station about seven miles from our farm. And I pulled the weather records off that station last night. And since the beginning of September 2020, we've had 1.06 inches of moisture is what that has recorded. And so then I pulled the, this is kind of already starting all the way into 2020. Mm-hmm. So the whole the whole year of 2020, we had 9. Point, I don't remember, it's 9.08 or something. The entire year of 2020, but then just to show the extremes we've had in 2019, we had over 28 inches of moisture. So uh, it's been very extreme. Mm-hmm. I think the only thing that's probably really saving us right now is we haven't been real warm um you know finally got a few days in a row here we haven't been freezing every night um the last two days have been or last three days have been quite a bit warmer which our heating conditions have been pretty good i mean we have moisture right up the top just from the 30 40 hundreds of moisture that we've had in the last two three weeks but just in the last two days i've noticed our ground's getting extremely hard again, just from getting that little bit of moisture or a little uh, heat. I mean, and um, I don't know. It's we're we're all no-till, so mm-hmm. anywhere where we have done any tillage, it's very dry. Um, we seeded the small grains. Uh, early part of April. At that point, there was no moisture at the top for any germination, even germinate the seed. And then we did, we did get about 40 hundredths of moisture. Oh, uh, second week of April, which 
that that's up now, but we've got a two inch band of moisture at the top and then dry below that. So we don't have much gas in the tank. We might have enough to get things started, but it isn't going to carry us very long. So we're, we're recording this on May 3rd, essentially. So you're, um, what, what is the planting pace? Um, you said, you know, the small grains are pretty well wrapped up on corn, soybeans, kind of what's that looking like in your area? I guess for, for our, uh, <clears throat> for our farm, um, we're actually just about done with soybeans and 50% on the corn. Um, you know, it, it varies quite a bit. Um, you know, we had that warm spell early April and, you know, we put all our small grains in and went and then there was quite a few guys that probably have just really actually got going this last week. Probably some guys still seeding small grains yet, but if I had to guess, I would say the small grain acreage is going to be down quite a bit. Well, um, so what's going to be up? I think soybeans will be. Okay. Because the one thing that I noticed all winter, you talked about not having any snow in North Dakota. It was the first year I traveled North Dakota and didn't get snowed in some place at least a couple yeah. of times during the winter. And I drove all over that place um, this winter again and just was in awe how there was no snow anywhere. <laughs> you know, maybe yeah. a dusting at the most. And so, you know, you guys go from the extreme of it completely saturated to now completely dry in most yeah. areas of the state. So um, you're saying more beans, but I also, the other thing I, I noticed driving all over the state is there was more tillage done in North Dakota than I'd ever seen South Dakota for that matter too. I mean, just, you know, fixing a lot of ruts and all kinds of issues and, yeah. and it was a good fall for tillage. Is that a hindrance? Is that making it so guys are going to lean more to beans and corn or what, what's driving that? You know, our right, right where I'm at, we didn't have as much PP uh, in 19 as they did to the east and south of us. Uh, You know, we're a pretty heavy no-till area. Um, The one thing though, the areas where guys did do tillage, we had that, crazy wind in March there and there's a lot of ground that blew mm-hmm. um, that definitely was a hindrance you know I would say a lot of the ground that had tillage is probably heavier type soils that didn't get seeded that ground probably still got obligated to wheat or corn um, but um, I just it really all comes down to where the guys are going to be at for crop insurance guarantees just because we're so dry I think guys are going to gravitate towards the soybeans because it's just lower input crop. Mm-hmm. And what do you- and that being said, too, I mean, for, for us on our corn, we haven't spread any fertilizer. We didn't do any anhydrous. Uh, we're running a 50-50 blend of 1034 and 28% with the planters, planting corn, doing it at two by two, just basically putting something out there to get the corn started. And if it starts raining, we'll go out and top dress. But at this point, I mean, we haven't been able to guarantee on a rain to incorporate fertilizer, and we just can't do tillage in the situation we're in right now. It's pretty hard to get pretty hard to get herbicides to do anything too without rain, right? 
And that's the other thing. I, I actually went and did a little bit of spraying this morning. It was the first spraying I had done and just had this conversation with the agronomist yesterday. I said quite literally other than maybe ordering some fields and going and spraying potholes or areas that, you know, we haven't been able to farm for how many years because they're always wet and now they're dry. The rest of the field's clean. There's just, there's no, there's no activity. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that, that leads us to another situation is we also don't have any activity in our rangeland, or pasture land, or our, you know, hayland. The, mm-hmm. the grass is just not doing anything. It's just like everything is stagnant. Yeah, and you've got a lot of lot of livestock, a lot of cattle to worry well, about feeding. How's that looking? What's what's the thought there? You know, I, I'm fortunate that I have a lot of forage on hand. Um, I typically carry over a lot of hay and and, and feed supply. Um, so that I'm fortunate in that aspect. I at this point kind of planning we're probably going to be feeding at least well well into june um i i would like to probably do some more calling on the cow side uh obviously the higher grain prices have been very detrimental to the to the cattle prices here recently uh still have some background cattle in the feed yard i would like to move um i don't think i'll i won't be putting any yearlings on grass uh, which we typically would do just to save mm-hmm. any range that we have for the cow calf operation. Um, it it doesn't look good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, got, What's I think a, there's going to be a lot of a lot of cows going to town in June, mm-hmm. uh, especially by late June and July if the moisture situation doesn't change. So there's going to be a lot of cows going to town. Yeah. So. That's the issue on the livestock side. Another quick question here before we wrap up on the back to the grains for a minute. Um, what are you hearing as far as, you know, you're thinking a lot more soybeans. What's your, what's your current basis looking like for corn and beans? Are, you know, you guys were in an area to the east of you anyway where there was a ton of prevent plant, not as much yeah. production, not as much grain, and, and the uh, grain's moving. crop so. basis. It, it, we're positive basis now, which I mean doesn't sound great to a lot of the area, but usually our basis is terrible. Right. Well, um, that's huge. I have seen some local elevators who usually are typically always uh, 30, 40, 50, 60 under on corn or bidding a positive. Um, the the soybeans as well. As far as new crops. Uh, new crop soybeans are still a 60 under bid and then that same kind of 50 under for corn is so, on the new crop side. So what are you doing? Are you marketing anything ahead here on beans or corn or are you holding off or what's your thought there? It, it, it's quite literally impossible to do any cash marketing just because we don't include any production. Right. I mean, we're, we're in an environment here where we can grow 200 bushel corn or we can grow zero bushel corn. <laughs> right. I mean, it, it's, it's yep. so extreme. So yep. I, I actually, just last week, I had one contract, 25,000 bushel of soybeans, kind of one of those things, quite literally had an order in that was so far above the market, it filled on the overnight in one cash contract of soybeans. That's the only cash contract I currently have. 
I've been doing, you know, some feathering and some hedging, trying to figure out how to put a floor on this thing. Um, <clears throat> really yeah, struggling it's... with the marketing like everybody else, but yeah. I also have the struggle of, I don't know if I'm going to have any production. Right. <laughs> Right. You know, I basically figured out what my APH guarantees are, my APH bushels for each crop, and, and I'll probably some point try to get a four under everything with, with puts, I suppose, would be the safest way to do it. Yep. Probably some and, options. Uh, and trying do, to do any kind of cash marketing right now is just, we can't do, do it. Do you have any rain in the forecast or any hopes for anything in the next 10 days? Well, today we had. 60% chance of rain, well, that turned into a few sprinkles on the windshield that never shut mm. down any feeding equipment. So, wow. Uh, it well, kind of came through and <clears throat> just a few sprinkles of that. So. Well, um, I think what we'll do is we'll uh, recheck back with you and some of the guys in your area that are, um, you guys obviously are going from one extreme to the other, from super wet yeah. to super dry. And, um, We'll we'll say a couple extra prayers for you, and hopefully, hopefully we can uh, we can get do a rain dance on top of that or something too. Well, they they say uh, plant in the dust and the bins will bust. Well, we're definitely planting in the dust, but um, <laughs> we'll see if that comes to light. <laughs> see if but, it works. Yeah, it, it, this is the driest I've ever seen in my in my farming career. I mean, a lot of guys are comparing it to '88 for our area. Uh, you know, the 2012 drought, we were kind of insulated from that. We we actually had pretty decent production in '12, but in our area, everybody goes back to '88. Mm-hmm. I was very young at that time. So. Oh, I un- unfortunately I remember 1988 and it. That was kind of a late drought that year, at least in the center part of the Corn Belt. We had, you know, dry planting conditions that year, and then uh, it just continually got, you know, we caught some yeah. rains, but it got really super dry late in the season to where, you know, after we got things pollinated, but then it just basically completely shut the water off almost everywhere, and that was not good. But, hey, Chase, I think this was a good place to to uh, wrap up and uh, – Really appreciate you reaching out and giving us some perspective on kind of what, what you're seeing there uh, in North Dakota and uh, like to have you back again and give us a report once you get some rain and things look a little brighter if that works for you. Well, let's hope I can give you that report of that we got rain very soon, <laughs> yeah. but um, I guess I guess every day that goes by we're one day close to rain, so yep. Yep. Um, when that'll happen, I, I don't know, but... All right. Yeah, that sounds good, Chris. All right. Well, hey, Chase, thanks a lot. Really appreciate it. And thanks, everybody, for listening. Again, as I said in the last crop update, if you got something going on in your area, please let us know. We'd love to have you uh, give us a report from your area, kind of what you're seeing, and and keep everybody kind of updated and give some perspective out there. So, again, thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll catch you again next time on the Ag View Pitch.